0: Here with me today from the beautiful country of New Zealand is Judy Cranston of Kindy Rock. Judy, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, it's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. And I love, love, love the name of your show. (laughs) I think we have a little bit in common there.
0: Absolutely. It's a great name you have. Um, So so tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got into Kindy music and some of your background.
2: Sure. Well, I've always had... love of music which I'm sure you understand and you know right from a very early age I remember um, listening to choirs and uh, just being absolutely absorbed by things like that. I taught at schools I trained as a secondary teacher and taught um, secondary school and then intermediate which is the 11 12 year olds and then primary and then ended up doing preschool stuff. I left um, teaching and decided to be a rock star because I wanted to be a rock star, so I had a band called Famous Fish for quite a few years. And then sadly, one day, about 14 years ago, I um, broke my knee on stage and I thought, oh, I can't be a rock star forever. I better think of something else to do. So I decided to start up Kindy Rock, my um, music education company. And I do have a real affinity with using music as an educational tool and so for me, Candy Rock is about that, creating songs and teaching experiences using music that people can really enjoy, but also learn things from. So that's the background, where it came from.
0: Very good. Yeah, so tell me a little bit more about your company. Um, so how, how many different ways does it use music to, to teach and educate? And uh, do you yeah. get out there and perform uh, under that name?
2: Yeah. Okay. So, so our brand name is called Kindy Rock. And I guess the first few years we did lots and lots of classes where we would um, invite parents or uh, mainly parents, caregivers along. And we would be having a little circle time in a, in a room with like 10 mums and 10 kids, generally the preschool age. And, and mainly so under three as well, because mostly by the time kids get to three in New Zealand, then they're off to kindies or other things, kindergartens. So I spent the first three or four years really just honing in on what children liked to listen to, what parents liked to listen to as well. So it became a collective learning experience, learning to um, write a song that really uh, encapsulated something that was interesting for the child but also a learning experience as well. So I spent a lot of time honing, I guess, honing the craft of writing an educational song. It was still fun <laughs> because we don't it to be boring. Um, and then, uh, so in the first few years, I actually put out six albums, which was mammoth, but I wanted to actually have enough material of my own so I didn't have issues with copywriting. And so a lot of the stuff I wrote in the first few years was like, okay, we want to do a transport theme, I need to write a, ca- a train song or a song about a digger. and So that's how I uh, started writing. And then um, as I got further on, I, I changed the style a bit of writing and uh, got more into personal development kind of stuff. So I wrote a whole bunch of affirmations for kids, which um, I don't think we're going to talk about today but we might another day <laughs> but anyway so I wrote a whole bunch of affirmations to kids which is using music as a positive learning experience of language and, and feelings and stuff um, but more recently because I feel like I don't want to just keep writing I want to extend what my um, flat uh, what I want to say my footprint on the world I've got into teaching teachers so that's what Kendi Rock mainly does now so teachers teachers not necessarily teachers but anyone who wants to actually use music as an educational experience with kids how to do that in a better way in a more effective way and and why we want to do that like why why is the brain such a beautiful thing for children to to use uh, when you use it with music you know why why does it all work together and so you use a bit of neuroscience a little bit of um developmental science like what sort of ages and stages are the children at different you know what are they learning what's the difference between a baby song and a five-year-old song And yeah and so now that's what I'm doing now I'm developing um training courses for teachers to go to and um yeah so I guess we've done bit of the full spectrum and now that I'm getting a little older I don't have to jump around quite so much <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do you have a specific age range that your music is targeted for I know you mentioned zero to five-year-olds but um is is that the main group
2: yeah pretty much i mean kindy in in the new zealand sense is preschool music which is zero to five um a lot of well i won't say a lot but the, the music i've written in the last sort of three or four years has been more for the four to eight year olds but that's just a smaller a smaller bracket but most of my stuff anything under the kindy rock brand is the zero to five
0: very good um so, kind of what inspires you? Because in some of the, the people I've talked to, is like anything can inspire a song. But what what, <laughs> what things typically get you to think, oh, that would be a great song?
2: Yeah. Well, I, I'm really interested in the written and the spoken word. So, you know, sometimes people will just write something on Facebook and, and immediately I go, oh, that's a song. And it's like my brain <laughs> just goes tick, 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 tick. Yeah. And I've also been, you know, as I develop my resources, I've been, um, you know given given jobs to do like we want songs about beanbags so sometimes it's been very prescriptive in my writing um but other times it's like i'm just looking out my window at a purple bucket and i'm thinking you know i can just make a buck easily make a song about purple buckets or something to do with rhythm around buckets so i think my brain's just kind of wired from music and creating it <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can totally understand. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, I bet you can.
0: So, so how did you uh, weather the pandemic down in New Zealand? What was the uh, what was the scene like? What what did you do to to kind of get through it musically?
2: Well, it's interesting because uh, for us in New Zealand, it hit the middle of March, and um, the end of March, I was due to go to the UK and teach them, do some training there in Australia. So it completely chop me off at the knees I wasn't doing a lot of kindergarten work but I was doing more of the training stuff so um I was really lucky to be given a grant by Creative New Zealand and I created an app for kindy rock so basically it was replacing the the fact that children couldn't go to their, their classes you know they couldn't go to their libraries or their daycares or the kindergartens anymore for music so it, it, I created a whole lot of little videos and I stitched together a whole of the songs so made little music times. And because I'm so, um, I don't want to say the word paranoid, but I feel a little bit like that. I'm really um, adamant that we should be creating music that's related to a child's, where, where the child's at. So within the app, I have got four age groups. So each, each age group, which is the babies, the toddlers, the preschoolers, and the older children. So older children's like five to six-year-olds. So each different um, age group has their own specific little lessons and things. So that's what I was busy doing all last year. (laughs) And um, it was supposed to be released in December, but it um, came out in March this year amidst another pandemic that we got locked down in our city. So it's been, yeah, I mean, even now as we speak, we've gone back into another lockdown. So home again, (laughs) loving my husband. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so pandemic certainly has made a change for me and I guess it's opened my eyes up to realize that people really do want online stuff and it's been something that I have been avoiding I guess um and also I mean I love we all love being in person with music don't we there's a certain vibe and seeing the faces of children and but you know we've had to learn to use our music in different ways, and so I feel like the pandemic's been a blessing in a way. I've got people all around the world now who love my stuff, and you know that's that's really great. Comes back to one of my life goals, which I could tell you about it if you want, but I want to let you have a turn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, please go ahead and go ahead and tell me. You
2: no, know, it was in 2009, so I've been doing country rock for one year. And I made a goal that I wanted my music to be all around New Zealand. And it was like, okay, I worked pretty hard. And yeah, it was through New Zealand, through most of the daycares and kindergartens. And so the next year I thought, oh, I better make another goal. So I wrote down on a piece of paper, I want my music to be accessible to any child in the world. And this was back in 2009. And now I see that that's come true. Like I never had any idea how that was going to happen, but it's pretty exciting seeing our music being able to be reached by other people and other countries. And I think we're so, it's such a beautiful time for us to to be creators because um, everything is so accessible. We're really pleased.
0: Yeah. I think the the platforms that are available now has really opened up that horizon. That's, that's been fantastic. All right. Are you ready to get into a song?
2: I am so ready.
0: (laughs) All right. The song today is called "Slip, Slop, Slap and Wrap. So Judy, tell me, what is the inspiration for this song?
2: Well, I decided that I wanted to write a sunscreen song. (laughs) And um, so I actually got in touch with the New Zealand Cancer Society and I found the most incredible lady to help me with getting the messaging right. I didn't realize how tricky it was to actually work with some people to get how they wanted the song to be. So it was sort of a bit frustrating. I knew it wanted it to be slip, slops and slap, but they said we have to do this. They said we have to do things about the UV and all sorts of other things. But in the end, it comes across the song that has beautiful messaging. It's got lovely hooks so that kids can remember what, what they're supposed to remember. And, um, and even parents are saying it really helps them to remember as well because it gets stuck in their head and off they go to the beach and they remember. In the middle of the day, slip into the shade because that's what we need to do to keep safe
0: sounds like a a marketing agency needs to pick this song up and and use it for you know advertising suntan lotion
2: (laughs) sounds like a great plan to me
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right well let's play the song here is slip slop slap and wrap the best song about suntan lotion you're ever going to hear by judy cranston of kindy rock That was Slip, Slop, Slap and Rap" by Judy Cranston of Kindy Rock. All right, Judy, tell everyone where they can stream and download that song and where they can find you on social media.
2: Absolutely. Well, I hope you've got your listening ears on because it's a little tricky. My YouTube channel is Kindy Rock and Kindy is not spelled like this podcast. It's spelled K-I-N-D-Y-R-O-C-K. So Kindy Rock on YouTube. Or if you want to find me on Spotify, you actually have to find my name, which is J-U-D-I Cranston, Judy Cranston. But actually, if you just Google the song or the name on Spotify, you should be able to find it as well. And apart from that, you can look me up on my Facebook and also on my website, which is just kindyrock.com.
0: Very good. Judy, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been an absolute pleasure.
2: Thank you very much. It's been amazing.
0: Take care.